Is a murder mystery just a verbose cryptic crossword? Fans of Carolyn Crampton's excellent She Done It podcast might remember her episode on the topic from 2021. It turned me towards Robert Thorogood's The Marlowe Murder Club, published just a few months earlier. The novel follows crossword enthusiast Judith and her quest for clues and friendship following a murder she witnessed while out on a swim. We didn't end up fitting it into our 2021 run, so when the sequel launched in 2023, I knew we had to revisit The Cruciverbalist. You're listening to Review Season on Death of the Reader. Robert Thurgood's Death Comes to Marlowe lands in 14th place for our 2023 recommendations. Best known as the creator of the long-running crime fiction television series Death in Paradise, Death Comes to Marlowe is the second outing in his latest original series. After success in their first outing as a gang of crime-solving delinquents, Judith receives a mysterious phone call from Sir Peter Bailey, Marlowe's wealthiest son, inviting her to his wedding party. Peter is engaged to the much younger Jenny, herself taking a legally binding promotion from Peter's live-in nurse. Judith invites her co-delinquents to the soiree, radio host rebel Susie and chaste moral guide host Bex. Two-thirds of the trio are wildly out of place amidst the town's upper echelon, but suddenly their participation makes sense when an argument between the groom and his son Tristam is followed by a loud bang and an impossible corpse. The wealthy lord of the house crushed underneath his own audacious bookshelf. Seeing as the door was locked from the inside, the windows don't open, the only key was in the victim's pocket, and everyone had an alibi, this all seems rather open and shut. But then... Why was Judith called there in such an eerie manner? After enduring the Marlowe Murder Club's antics in the last outing, the detective on the case, Tanika, is willing to engage with Judith's suspicions, but has to play her hand carefully, given they have no concrete evidence. Trying to wrangle the amateurs and manage extra work lumped on her by her superior officer, Tanika can't be everywhere at once, so Judith and co are able to get hands-on with the case more easily than they probably should. One of the great gems of this series is the unique problem-solving that each member of the cast brings to the page. Judith, the crossword enthusiast, conquers any cryptic, Bex brings the eye for the upper-class home interior, and Susie brings a radio audience with their own insatiable curiosity on tap. As puzzle after puzzle are brought before the trio, Thorogood is able to bring their talents to the fore delightfully, with a crisp comedy. At times, you'll feel each of these scenes a little directionless as momentum stalls after each member of the cast shows their skill, but the scenes themselves are gems. A chase scene where half the cast are standing still is an enlightened choice. Judith, Susie, Bex, and Tanika are really the highlight of this novel. Their dynamics as a team, the skeptical but ultimately positive partial understanding of each other's lives, and the support they provide each other means you're never lacking for a hook into the story. Each of them have their own little side quests that stack the shelves of this novel, teaching the cast the lessons they need to take their suspicion to solution. Some are simple slices of personal growth, like Tanika's push for recognition in a police force still dominated by the men leaving her to do all the work. Others are your quintessential mystery side puzzles, such as Judith's tantalizing B-plot about hidden messages in the local paper's crossword section. If you read the first book and found the cast hard to distinguish, you'll find that Robert has embellished each of their voices to create a true chorus. If you have a keen eye for the locked room, this will not prove the most challenging solve of your career, but there are plenty of details and well-laid innocuous lines to keep your detective's instinct sharp. Even if you get some part of the puzzle right immediately, there's always a detail yet to catch. 
The threat, by premise of Judith's place as our protagonist, also means you'll be on edge as to the more cryptic interpretation of each and every line, should there be a coded message at play. As Carolyn noted in her episode on cryptics, crosswords require that the setter make the solution both transparent and opaque at once, and Thorogood has safely captured that parallel between the grid and the game. Death Comes to Marlowe has one of the most interesting finales of the year. The dynamic with which the club goes about putting everything in its place at the end is uproariously satisfying, especially with how it tangles amidst the cast's personal journeys. That said, whilst the denouement doesn't overstay its welcome, there are a couple of things that make less sense the more they get explained, and as with many of the book's best scenes, doesn't know how to capture the momentum it's built. You'll enjoy it, but might be left with an itch left to scratch. A heartily enjoyable read, the book is a good meal with perhaps a bit too much olive oil. Death Comes to Marlowe by Robert Thorogood lands in 14th place for our 2023 recommendations this review season. The book is out with HarperCollins in Australia, and its sequel, The Queen of Poisons, is due out on the 18th of January 2024. You're listening to Death of the Reader, your murder mystery world tour on 2SER 107.3.